Hey guys, Frank with Tithely, uh, joining you today for another episode of Modern Church Leader. And uh, super excited talking with a buddy today uh, who leads a campus ministry or a college ministry uh, out in the middle of nowhere, I think, but he'll tell us more. Uh, but we're just going to talk about, you know, how it's been uh, reaching college students, what it looks like to do ministry uh, in a campus uh, during COVID and, and kind of that transition for him. So super excited. Um, if you're new to the channel, definitely subscribe. Uh, you know, we're interviewing church leaders and pastors and and just all kinds of church leadership uh, kind of during the COVID season. And even as we're coming out of COVID season, just trying to share best practices, uh, lessons learned, stories from the trenches, uh, and kind of bring together this community of church leaders. So subscribe to the show. Uh, give us a like if you're on Facebook or comment, share it with a friend. Uh, just help us spread the word. So uh, with Without further ado, let me bring in Nate Leo. Nate, how's it going? Hey, Frank. It's going pretty well. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, you too, man. I uh, I guess we should start off with congratulations um, for all those <laughs> watching. Nate just got married, so there, there it is. And we were talking before the show. Uh, all of us with rings like to, for whatever reason, it's the best fidget spinner on the planet. Like it's always right there and. <laughs> You know, we just play with the ring all the time. It's great. It's great. My, my under, the skin underneath my ring finger is raw right now because I'm twisting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> have you taken it off at all yet is the question. I have. Well, actually, funny story. It's actually cracked. Uh, on the second day, it cracked. So we actually ordered a new one. Um, second day, the and it's like it has a crack right down the middle. On you have one to stop banging on the table or whatever. <laughs> what are you doing to crack your ring? I know. I know. I don't really know what happened, but, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It, it's fun. It's fun to twist around and, and have fun with. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations uh, from, from me and the wife. Uh, it's pretty cool. And your wife actually works at Tithely. So uh, shout out to Heather, um, who I'm sure, sure is watching right now. She's a rock star. She's a rock star. <laughs> um, so Nate, why don't you tell everybody uh, who's watching and will watch this in the future a little bit about the church you serve at, how you got into ministry, kind of what your job uh, in the ministry is today. Yeah, for sure. So I work for uh, I work for Rise Church out in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, you're right, Frank. It is in the middle of nowhere. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, I'm in, in Indy's not quite in the middle of nowhere. But like where you're at, I just I, was like, I think it's right. So I am not in Indianapolis. So I I, I minister to the. Uh, to our campus, our church's campus ministry at Indiana University in Bloomington, which is about like an hour and a half or an hour and 15 south of Indianapolis. Beautiful place, um, really beautiful place, but really vibrant college town, college atmosphere, really fun. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm down here in Bloomington, Indiana. I I decided to to step into the ministry when I was in college, actually. I graduated not too long ago, uh, back in 2018. Um, and I graduated from from Indiana University, but um, when I was early on in college, around my freshman year, I um, it was really when I started to to take my faith seriously, um, yeah. and I got plugged into plugged into the campus ministry that I lead right now. Uh, but back when I was a freshman, and and as the as like the years in college got farther on, and I started to dig deeper, I started to kind of realize that I really wanted to make this my career of of ministering to to college students or to people who, who desperately need, uh, who desperately need closeness to God. And so that's where I am right now. My wife is down here with me in Bloomington. Um, but it's been a really, it's been a really fun ride so far. 
Yeah. And so how long has that been? How long have you been serving in the campus ministry and um, in full-time ministry? Yeah. So, so right after I graduated, I moved up to Indianapolis um, to be in a full-time, like, but like internship position. So just like training under the, under the, the campus ministers up in Indianapolis. Um, and then that, that, so 2018, 2019, that was that school year. And then the next school year I moved, um, I moved to Muncie, Indiana, which is another in the middle of nowhere place, but that's where Ball State University is. Um, and so I was, our, we, our church, we decided to, to plant a campus ministry out there. And so I moved out, uh, out to Ball State University up to Muncie. And, um, and that was last year, last school year. And then over the summer, um, moved down here to Bloomington. So I'd say I've been in the full-time ministry. This is my, I'm in the middle of my third year in the full-time yeah. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, let, I mean, let's kind of jump in. I, I feel like going into full-time ministry, going into ministry in a kind of a college town doing campus ministry is super cool. I mean, I became a Christian uh, in a college ministry at San Diego State University in San Diego, obviously. Um, super fun time of life, but that was not during COVID. That was when school was normal. Right. I lived in the dorms and, you know, we had big, you know, group Bible discussions and things like that on campus. Mm -hmm. um, so like now it's all different. So what, what's it been like, you know, this year uh, during COVID with, you know, trying to reach college students? Oh, it's so different. Um, it's so different. Yeah. I became a Christian in college when it was, this was not normal what we're doing right now, but um, yeah, it's just different. Um, a lot of, a, a lot, the, the primary, um, way that, that, that we as a college ministry connect with people is through face-to-face -face contact. Mm -hmm. Um, so whether it's like, if it's playing sp like pickup basketball on campus or something, or doing like a, a Bible talk discussion in one of the dorms, um, or just personal one-on-one -on -one Bible studies. Um, like traditionally that's all been face-to-face, right. -face, like you said, right. like at a coffee shop or like in the, in someone's dorm, but that's, that's off almost off limits now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly different. We're utilizing zoom a lot. We're utilizing our Instagram page a lot more. Um, we're digitizing, uh, the college ministry sphere. Right. And I don't think it's something that anybody's cracked quite yet. Like how to, how to like kind of just push through and, um, and, and be really, be really comfortable with it. I don't know if anybody's cracked the code yet, but I know that there are thousands of, of college ministries, thousands of churches that are trying to, trying to, to do the same thing. We're all working towards the same goal, right. um, yeah. but it is very different. We're kind of missing out on that face-to-face -face interaction. What, what's it been like in that community? And I know you're just kind of moved into that area, but mm -hmm. are people like, how has COVID hit that area? And are people like fed up with like <laughs> staying inside and social distancing and masks and all like, what's yeah. the vibe like over there? And I guess I'm sort of asking that with the uh, like leading towards how are the college students reacting to it? You know, like yeah. some areas, I don't know, they might just be like, ah, forget about it. And they're still playing <laughs> back. Like maybe you can't do things on campus right? because the school has to, you know, follow the rules, but you know, like the community yeah. is still open and you can do things outside of campus. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely um so like I went to school here at at IU uh and it's a very uh energetic and vibrant community. Even Bloomington is a, is like the ideal college town. Um and so like a lot of a lot of the just the things that people do are very very energetic, very fun, very outdoorsy. Um but but yeah, it's definitely been um there are people who who just don't really care um, about anything. Like they're people not wearing masks, don't really care, don't really care that much, or, or or wherever they're coming from with that. There are those people. There are people who are the ultra, you know, like ultra. Like I'm not touching anybody or doing anything at all. Um, but I'd say most of the mostly people fall within those two extremes here. Um, the the county uh, that Bloomington is in that we're in right now um, actually put a actually put a 15 person max capacity limit on all gatherings okay public and private wow so that's it's pretty um, it's pretty locked down yes it is very locked down so so we're you know we're, we're trying to be respectful of the rules we're also trying to not let you know not let things inhibit our worship um but that's that's really aimed towards you know like iu is a huge party school fraternities sororities greek life is just massive mm-hmm. here i think a third of all of all students at iu are a part of a group, are affiliated with greek life and so um so yeah they're definitely they're definitely you know people who are like partying and and doing stuff and just not really not really following any sort of guidelines right um there's no lockdown here it's like you you can go out and do things but um i think the 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 intensity of, of people's like uh, just concern has kind of like dwindled a little bit or kind of like um, kind of like dimmed a, a little bit. And so really if you're wearing your mask and you're not, you know, touching people or you're not getting really close to people or coughing in people's faces. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the attitude here. Um, or, or like things open restaurants, coffee shops, mm-hmm. like go to a restaurant and yeah. actually, so okay yeah things are very open here so which i don't don't know how i don't know what it's like over over where you are or where it is elsewhere in the country but everything is basically open yeah yeah so you still can kind of meet in person and Mm -hmm. do it in i guess smaller gatherings and and get out so um well what what's different for you like how are you what are you trying differently like are you trying to do bible studies on zoom or are you trying to um you know, I don't know, find different ways to connect digitally. Like what, Mm -hmm. what have you tried? What's working? What's not working? What's frustrating? You know, just talk to me about kind of that, that side of all this. Yeah. Well, this whole thing is frustrating. This whole COVID thing is frustrating. So there's that, but yeah, we, we are doing a lot of stuff on zoom. We're doing, um, our, our campus Bible talk discussions all on zoom. Um, why would you do it on zoom? Just to interject if things are kind of open and you can be in groups of less than 15 and go to a park or something like that, mm-hmm. why would you do that versus meet on zoom? Yeah. So a couple of factors, really great question. A couple of factors. So, so one, um, our focus, we, we just strive to be on campus like at all times, like do everything on campus, whether in the dorms or just in an open air on campus. But IU has a lot of hoops that you have to jump through um, to have, you would have to classify it as an event, okay. um, a campus event. And there's, there are a lot of, 
a lot of uh, hoops that you have to jump through. You have to like let the university know like three weeks beforehand um, every single time and you have to, they still have to approve it and all these things. And so we figured that if you know, like, we could do it off campus, but a lot of the, a lot of the people who we, who we interact with don't really have cars or it just be a little bit more inconvenient to go somewhere else. Um, and so we're doing a lot of stuff. We're doing our Bible talk discussions are like group discussions on zoom, but we're still actually doing our, you know, one-on-one or two-on-one Bible studies in person. Um, whether that's outside at a, outside at like a, a table on campus or in somebody's, in somebody's dorm. I know that there are other universities that have totally restricted all non-students from stepping foot on campus. IU is really big. It's almost 50,000 students, undergrad and grad students. And so it's, it's a little harder for IU to do than some other smaller. Yeah, how would you? Well, how is the Zoom Bible discussions gone? Like, how how do you make those? Uh, yeah, I mean, take us down the 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 journey of putting those on, mm-hmm. what they've been like, and what you've learned about like how to run them well. Because I think it's actually it takes a skill to run yeah. any kind of group discussion, anyways. But then mm-hmm. you throw in the digital environment where there's it's everybody's like two D. Yeah. You can't like eat a meal together, right? It creates right. a whole different. So what have you been doing and what's kind of helping it go well? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've tried everything on Zoom at this point. It's like, why not just try like eating, just like hanging out together on Zoom, which is which is beneficial, but specifically for the Bible talk discussions, it's, you know, like <laughs> you're on a, like, like the situation happens. I'm pretty sure everybody where you've been on a Zoom call and someone's asked a question and then you've started to, answer and then you hear the other per another person answer and so you both yeah. stop and but you don't know who it is and so you wait and then you talk again and they talk at the same time and you you're like trying to figure out and so there's that piece and as a, a discussion leader naturally what i want to do is i want to kind of like add a little add a little comment to everybody's everybody's answer um and but like with zoom there's a lot more uncomfortable silence yeah, um, because like you have to you ask a, a challenging question and you got to give people time to think. But on Zoom, for some reason, the the emptiness is just way more awkward and it feels like time goes so much slower. So you you feel like you're like, right, let me, let me correct. Let me ask it a different way when people might just be thinking. And so what I found is on Zoom, giving people enough time to think and answer a question. Um, and for, for me myself, not, not to interject as much as I normally would if it were like an in-person, an in-person discussion. I've also found that like discussion is much more streamlined on Zoom or like in online discussions. And yeah. so a lot of our a lot of our Bible talk discussions are actually don't actually last as long as they would because I I really don't I think people are a little it might not sound right, but I think people are a little bit more focused um, sitting in front of the computer screen. And so right. we, we do try and do as much stuff in person as we can while still respecting the guidelines. Um, right. But how yeah, is real. How do you get people to engage? So you're in a like a Zoom discussion. Maybe mm-hmm. some people don't know each other. Like, how do you get the whole group to to kind of participate? Yeah, um, have some fun. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. 
break the ice, have a little bit of fun, mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah, just make it a good time. Yeah, so I, I've found that just calling on people um, helps a lot. Um, I have also so something that we do we do like um, a lot of times in our Bible talk discussions we'll have the same people come regularly everyone like every week we might have one or two new faces mm -hmm. that that show up um and so generally speaking everybody knows each other at least to like i know your name i know a right. little bit about who you are but in those times where where there might be a, a new face or, or a, a first time a first time visitor um a lot of times we'll just try and conduct it as 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 efficiently as we can like just asking going around and saying your name and asking you know, a fun question about yourself, something pretty, pretty general and basic. Um, but with the discussion specifically, I have found that, that you know, when people are silent um, in like a discussion setting, it, it's not always because they just don't want to answer or they're just lazy or there's not connecting with it. A lot of times it's because they're thinking and sometimes people can get intimidated if, you know, by answering if one person sounds really smart or answers a lot, and this other person answers a lot too. And so, the, you know, you know, if person A and person B are really dominating the discussion, person C might be like, "Well, they've said a lot. It doesn't really matter what I think." Right. You know, right. A lot of times, all it takes is just saying, "Hey, person C, like, what do you think about that?" Um, and yeah, so, like, in the discussion, yeah, yeah, like engaging people specifically now you know if you if you ask the same person like five times what do you think what do you think what do you think then it's like all right that's a little a little overkill but yeah. i found that that works really well have you done any good like icebreaker type things or games like even even outside of a discussion mm -hmm. like like zoom based like games mm -hmm. or activities that have worked yeah. well for, like bonding people yeah, so I'm not I'm not great at this kind of at that kind of stuff. So I delegate that a lot to my to my awesome co-leader Perry uh, Perry Smith. She's really awesome. She's super creative with that stuff. So I'll delegate to that that to her a lot. But some some of the things that we've done that have been really great is we've done speed fellowship before, where we'll set up rooms of two people okay. um, and give them like sixty seconds. We'll give them like a question prompt and give them sixty seconds to answer that. Okay. And the second cool. will be up, and it'll throw them in another breakout room with a different person. Um, and so it, it like, it's like I'm looking at you one on one, okay. and I'm talking okay. to you. So it kind of opens up, kind of like opens people up a little bit more. Right. Open up the discussion. We also have have played like Kahoot, um, Drawful, like some of those, some of those kind of like interactive online games, which are really fun. Right. 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 Yeah, that's cool. I mean, because I'm thinking like you're you're kind of campus or college ministry, but mm -hmm. lots of people are doing Zoom group discussions, Bible discussions, things like that. So um, just having fun is important, you know, and it's so much harder in a Zoom setting to just kind of have fun. Yeah. Especially, I think even for people that work using video based tools, like mm -hmm. if that's part of how you work or even maybe how you go to school it becomes this medium for like your professional stuff, you know, then right. you want to go like have fun. It's like this weird, like, but I don't do that here. Like this right. is where I do my schoolwork and then I turn yeah. it off. And I, you know, go over here to have fun. So creating these fun, interactive, you know, moments, I think is pretty important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, well, cool, man. What, like, what are you trying or what are you thinking about trying like as we move forward, right? COVID is going to be around for a while. Mm -hmm. so we're probably going to stay restricted in different formats for a while. Um, are there things that you're like strategically thinking about or planning on or just brainstorming on um, with respect to kind of reaching college students during COVID? Yeah. One of the things that we've, that we've done that I've, I've, seen really great examples of and things that we've tried to to um to follow is kind of like like i said digitizing like digitizing like evangelism or like sharing our faith and stuff like that um and utilizing the tools that you know like i i i work with i work with 18 to 22 year olds primarily and so, well, I'm not super far, I'm 25. Well, I'm not super far out of that age range or generation. Um, I found that I'm actually really behind on a lot of the communication, a lot of like the, the trends and stuff like that. Like one of the, one of the biggest ways that, that college students or, um, or younger, the younger generation communicate is through Snapchat, which I had no idea up until about a month ago, two months ago, <laughs> where people don't like, like so old. I'm so I, old, I'm not on. Well, I had, I had Snapchat when it first came out, but I deleted it like in high school um, or like early on in college or something. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times people don't like college students don't, don't really utilize text the same way that, that we do or that older people might have traditionally done it. And so people will Snapchat, they'll text through Snapchat. And so it's like, okay, well, if I want to meet the needs of, if we want to meet the needs and meet people where they're at, then we've kind of, kind of got to get on the same the same level i think it's a challenge to to older church leaders or older older even just church members of if we want to if we want to preach the gospel and reach everyone who we can then we've kind of got to we've kind of got to get out of our 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 own way of thinking and kind of step into what the younger generations need because that's how the in my opinion that's how the church is 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 multi-generational um is that is that attracting maybe not, not attracting is the right word but but reaching out to these younger generations and saying hey like this is for you too this this gospel this this message is for you as well so i'm going to try and get it to you as best as i can right yeah so now you're on snapchat and yeah. how how are you sorting it out are you figuring out how to use it what, what yeah. are you doing there um or what are you trying there in terms of connecting with folks Honestly, just DMing him. <laughs> yeah, I, that's really it. Honestly, really? <laughs> like I don't really spend a whole lot of time on it. Almost everyone else who I interact with texts, um, but yeah, it kind of like steps into the Instagram realm as well, where people yeah. DM each other all the time um, and use Instagram as like it's not just a consumption tool, but like as an interactive, as like right. a, a tool of communication, right, right, um, with people. So, yeah. love it, dude. Well, man, this has been good. A anything else that you're thinking about doing in the future or are you just hoping and praying that COVID goes away so that you can <laughs> get back yeah. on campus? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely it. That's, I'm just hoping it goes away, but I think it's really, it's inspiring that, um, that I think COVID has ushered in, uh, has ushered in kind of like, has kind of called church leaders to kind of rethink how they've been doing things. Like we're not going to abandon it after COVID Let's, let's say we get a vaccine in like a couple months and like there's no need for face mask or social distancing anymore. Like we're not going to abandon Zoom. Like we're not going to abandon 
um, you know, being more, being a little bit more digital. We're not going to abandon any of that because right. I think God has showed churches how useful the digital age is in regard to, in regard to sharing the gospel with people. Right, right. So. right. Do you have any cool stories about like, oh, we were able to get somebody to a discussion or into a Bible study or or something, you know, because of doing it digitally? Um, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I do, I do run into a lot of people who like, um, do, I do meet a lot of college students who have like kind of grown up in like a traditional church setting. Like, you know, you come and you sit and you leave, um, after an hour and a half of church. And then it's like, you're on your merry way. Right. Um, I have met a lot of people who are very surprised at how, at how almost, uh, eager we are to incorporate the digital digital media or the, the digital realm right. how we operate as a as a campus ministry and our and our church has done an incredible rise church andy has done an incredible job of that as well um and so we we for for tithely so thank you very much frank we <laughs> we love you guys um very very grateful for for how you guys have equipped have equipped us to to do that yeah, yeah, no, no, it's cool. I mean, I think it's a good point. Like college students um, and just younger generations, I think will be attracted to churches that are, are meeting where they're at. They're on Snapchat or they're doing things digitally so they can kind of engage that way that they may feel more comfortable today. Yeah. You know, and then that will lead them into, you know, fellowship in person and right. coming to actual church one day. So it's a great way an early way, right? People are doing things online. Mm -hmm. um, so if they find you online and maybe they can jump into a zoom meeting online um, and even have their cameras off, but like they're exploring, they're able to experience right. stuff and then slowly um, get more connected is, is powerful. And probably what, like to your point, like after COVID that's still going to exist. It's going to have right. to. Exist, um, yeah. The, yeah. The intention is always to, like there's no substitute for in-person fellowship for in-person interaction. Like there's no, there's no substitute. Like zoom is great. And like, you know, streaming is great, but there's no substitute. I think the, the thing that really, the, the thing that I really love is about our church is how there's just a great focus on the college on college students. Um, it's like a time of transition. It's like in college, you know, the, like oftentimes it's like where alcohol abuse like starts. It's where like drug abuse starts, where mental health illnesses like start to really ramp up. It, suicidal ideation is actually at its highest in college. Um, and so I'm, I'm really grateful how, how COVID has actually empowered us as a campus ministry and campus ministries around the, the nation, around the world to reach college students more directly and even kind of in their own ballpark right um, and it's something I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for obviously i wish covid would would be gone but i, I it's something i'm incredibly grateful for for god kind of opening that door yeah yeah amen to that um new opportunities for sure mm -hmm. hey, this has been awesome man thanks for coming on the show today yeah i appreciate it frank yeah where can folks go to check out rise church so, so to check out Rise Church, you can go to a couple places. You can go to our Instagram page. Uh, it's just rise.indiana. Actually, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta check this out real quick. So 
our website so memorized. <laughs> well, it's, sometimes it's confusing to me. I'm not a great rememberer of things, but our website is riseindiana.church. There you go. You can check out. We have sermons on there. We have photos on there. We have events on there and everything. And then our Instagram page is, I'm looking it up right now. It's just Rise Indiana. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, man. No problem. Well, guys, thanks for joining us live. I know folks are watching live uh, and we'll also catch the recording. So make sure to show Nate some love. Go check out Rise Church and uh, we will see you guys all next week. Same time, same place.